welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 350th time on this Friday, August 18th, 2023. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode Business in the Front, Competition in the Back. The mullet. We all know it. Business in the front, party in the back, as they say. It's been dividing hairstyle aficionados since the 70s, and I bet you didn't know it that every year there's a new champion crowned for having the best mullet. Let's go ahead and dive in on this, shall we? Seems interesting. This competition is made up of kids and teens from all over the U.S., and the organization that holds these competitions, called Mullet Champ, hosts yearly events celebrating America's most interesting variety of hair. So how does this thing work? It goes deeper than you think. First, you must submit a photo of your mullet to be considered by the judges. And then, if your mullet is good enough, it'll be posted on the website, which, if you're interested, it's linked in the description. And from there, anyone who visits the site can vote for the best-looking mullet there is. And get this, you can even donate money in the name of your favorite contestant. All the proceeds go to the Home for Wounded Warriors, and a link to that site is in the description as well. Not only do you get points from the fans for voting on your hairstyle, but a panel of judges will evaluate your mullet based on length, style, and showmanship. And the winners get a cash prize and some merchandise from the competition sponsors. And they get to take home the trophy for that year's mullet championship. I'll admit, that's a pretty sweet deal, but I'm kind of divided on what to think of this. First, show me a country. Just show me a country outside of the U.S. where this would happen. I don't think you can find one. I highly doubt anyone else has this idea. Second, how much money is it that you win if your mullet is best? These are the important questions here. Now, I can't grow a mullet because my hair's too curly, and even if I could, I doubt I would. But if somebody could tell me how much you could win, I'd let somebody who can grow a mullet know just so they can get a jump on the competition for next year. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In this verse, we see Jesus being tempted by Satan. In this verse, Jesus has been fasting in the wilderness. He's been out there praying. He's been out there spending time alone with his father, and he's tired. He's hungry. His flesh, because let's not forget, Jesus was fully man and fully God. His flesh was no doubt having a big effect on him. So Satan, he uses that and tries to get Jesus to be tempted and turn stones into bread, as we see here in Matthew 4. Let's take a look at the story here, starting in verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, in verse 4, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And Jesus here, when he rebuked the devil by saying, It is written, was referring back to Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, and it says, And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, 
but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. So let's take a look at that a little bit. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We know that God can supply all our needs with just a word of his mouth, because he did that for the Israelites. He supplied manna from heaven for them. He can supply everything we need. We know that God has us in the palm of his hand. And one commentary on this verse says that any time that Christ was tempted of Satan in this, he answered him with it is written. He appealed to what was written in the scriptures, and that is the method that we have got to take when the devil tempts us. We've got to throw scripture in his face and say, this is what God says. This is what God says about me. This is what God says about my situation. This is what God says about you and your situation in the book of Revelation. We know that it's going to end badly for the devil. And he doesn't like that. He wants to take as many people down to hell with him as he can because he knows where he's going to end up. So he's wanting to lead as many people astray as possible. But we have to hold firm to it is written. We have to hold firm to the words of God. We have to hold firm to the words of the Bible. We have to hold firm to prayer. We have to hold firm to everything we have in Jesus because, well, we can't make it without Jesus. As the song says, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. So let's do exactly that today and always. Let's walk side by side, hand in hand with Jesus and live on his word. Sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is rejected library books. The first response to rejected library books is, I know how the caged bird tastes. You know what? I think that's normal. Not many of us have a farm where we can eat free-range chicken, so that one's most likely more true to life than we'd like to admit. The next response, hashtag rejected library books, if you give an owl a noogie. Okay, if you give an owl a noogie, I'd say you'll get your face scratched off, or at least run a very high risk of bodily harm. Yeah, I'll agree. Owls are cool, but they're not to be trifled with. They're still wild animals. Take some lessons from Steve Irwin and do not try this at home, okay? The third response, Goldilocks and the Three Intensive Care Bears. Yeah, I think I've read this one. In this version, the bears took someone eating their porridge and sleeping in their beds just a bit too personally. And well, if you haven't read it, I'm just going to go ahead and save you the trouble and say that things got ugly very fast. The last response to the hashtag rejected library books is Mopey Dick. Hey, I've read this one too. In this version of the Herman Melville classic, Ahab doesn't hate the whale, but rather he notices that the whale is a bit down in the dumps. So naturally, being the good-hearted person he is, he goes out to sea to ask the whale what's wrong. And by the end of the book, the whale is in therapy confronting his issues, and Ahab is just happy he could help. I'm not sure if you're aware what's happening with Twitter and Facebook, but there seems to be some rumblings of a war course it's not that serious that was just to grab your attention so if you could do me a favor go ahead and put the pitchforks and torches down because nobody's fighting each other today 
The key word there is today because there's going to be some punches thrown eventually. And what I'm saying is Elon Musk, the owner and former CEO of Twitter and everyone's favorite might be a robot, Mark Zuckerberg, will be meeting inside a boxing ring soon to settle their differences. Zuckerberg is pretty legit. He has a background in martial arts and is currently a white belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Interestingly enough, he did lose his first competition in two minutes after being pinned by an opponent. As any good sport would, he protested the call and the match was later decided as a draw. He then went on to win gold and silver medals in later competitions. UFC champions Brandon Moreno, Alexander Volkanovsky, and Israel Adesanya congratulated him on Instagram, which I think is a huge deal. So we know what Zuckerberg will do, but what about Elon? He says he's going for the more entertaining part of sports for his fighting style. He was seen on Twitter sharing a post by WWE from this year's SummerSlam. And he said, I'm going with WWE for my fighting style in his post. Okay, so I don't know exactly how that's going to match up with a mixed martial arts style, but I am interested to see what will happen here. Elon posted on Twitter as well that the fight will be live streamed there, so there's a good chance we could all see it. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see how this goes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. And if you want more from the podcast, visit the website www.ebonezone.com If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.